Um, am I allowed to say that? Where is the love? To episode two of the To Be Honest podcast, and happy Friday. Today's actually not Friday for me. Today is Valentine's Day, so I thought what better day than to have my husband with me on my podcast. Babe, say something to the people. Hello, everyone out there. I don't know how many everyone out there there are because this is episode two. It might just be your mom and my sister listening <laughs> right now. Right. I have two subscribers. Um, but today... Brent and I are going to talk about some red flags to look for when you're dating someone, when you're in a relationship with someone. And I believe that there are certain red flags that you cannot change about someone, right? Like if you're dating someone and you don't really like their style, that could maybe change. But if you're dating someone and they're lazy, I don't think you're going to be the person that's going to be able to turn that person into a hard worker. So, um, but before we jump into that, I thought it would be fun to do something that I saw on my friend uh, Emily and Dom's podcast. My friends Emily and Dom, they have a podcast called The Life and Love Podcast. It's amazing. It's centered around relationships and marriage, and you should check them out. And Emily, if you're listening, I love you. I'm proud of you, and I totally stole this from you. So what they did was they asked each other a few questions that they didn't prep each other for. They just came up with the questions on their own, and then the first time that they asked each other the questions was on their podcast while they were recording. So I thought it would be fun for us to do that. Maybe. Maybe it's going to be a train wreck. Maybe we won't be able to use anything. I don't know, but... It'll be good. It'll be good. So why don't you start? Okay. My first question is, what's it like being married to a man's man? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, to be honest, it's awesome because you can, you're excellent at everything that I suck at. Um, I, you can replace something in my car. That's if, if just for the sole purpose of living with someone who's slightly a mechanic, that's enough for me. I mean, aside from all other characters that make you amazing, because I had such horrible cars Um, in high school and in college and I went through a really difficult time so being able to be married to someone who's able to fix anything um, also fix anything in the house you took our house down to the studs and basically rebuilt it and that's amazing because I would not be able to do I would not be able to do that and while you did that you don't want to do it either let me just tell you it's not fun well no I have no desire to do that at all and unfortunately while you were doing that it was right when we closed on our house right when uh the first shutdown happened last march and we were still living in our townhome but you were here at this house remodeling it and i literally ate noodles and watched netflix all day while you were here like covered in sawdust and cement Mm -hmm. and breaking your bones (laughs) i was um i was having a long sabbath over there but okay does that answer your question yes now it's your turn okay what are some insecurities that you had coming into our relationship? Hmm. That's a good question. I think I I was somewhat nervous about you know, just us like officially being together, being married, being, you know, living together and me providing for you. And, you know, 
like what happens if I lose my job or, you know, just like just kind of these things kind of came in my head. Just like, you know, I'm not just responsible for me anymore. I'm now responsible for us and, you know, our family one day. And it, you know, I think that some of that made me nervous at times that just like I, you know, was I going to be able to do what it took to like take care of us and make sure that like, you know, we had the things that we needed. That's funny because I, when we first started dating and even, you know, right before we got married, those thoughts never crossed my mind. You know, I never thought, can this guy provide for me? Can he protect me? I think I was more so worried about, is this guy going to break my heart? Or, you know, am I going to find out like six months into marriage, this giant secret he has? And all of a sudden it's like, okay, well now we're both running from the law. You know, like, yeah. but protection and, and provision were pretty low on the list yeah. for me. Well, and and I and again, I think I think it's something that I just I put on myself because I wanted to I wanted to do that. I wanted to provide for not only you but us and one day our family. And but you know, in the back of my mind, you know, it was a little nerve wracking mm-hmm. of just like, am I always going to be able to do that? Yeah. All right, you're up. Okay. Next question is, when did you know that you loved me? I will never forget the very first time that I realized that I loved you. We were cleaning a doctor's office. You were a janitor at a doctor's office at the time on top of like three other jobs, which was super attractive to me. You were a hard worker. You were willing to do whatever it took. And that was just one of your many jobs. And we were, we were at this doctor's office cleaning And I was standing down the hallway, and we had been dating, I think, for about two months. And you had been very vocal about the way that you felt about me. And I think I had a lot of walls up. Um, I think I was just scared. You know, I didn't want to let my guard down. And I was afraid to fall in love, to be honest, because it was just like, that's a very vulnerable place to be. But I remember I saw you down the hallway, and uh, you were listening to a sermon, and you were cleaning, and I... I was standing in the hallway and I just looked at you and I, it hit me all of a sudden. I was like, I love this man. Mm. I'm in love with him. Love among the bleach. Love among the bleach. That's what it was. Yeah, that faded. But no, I realized that I really, it like overtook me and it wasn't even, it didn't feel like a choice. It felt like, okay, I guess I'm here now. I guess I'm in love with this guy. But, and I know that's so cheesy. Everyone just turned this off and is listening to Caleb right now, but that is that's when I knew. That's good. When did you know that you loved me? Is that your second question for me? That's my last question. Okay. Um, I knew that I loved you early on. Um, because I feel like I went my entire, you know, period of, of, of dating people. I went that entire time looking for what I found in you. And, you know, I had dated other people. And can I just say, thank God that I did not end up with any of them because they were all ugly. Oh, my gosh. So Hopefully they're not listening. (laughs) Yeah, hopefully they're not subscribed. But, yeah. So, I mean, they were, you know, they were just not attractive and you are super attractive and 
Well, I certainly don't want you to think that I need you to talk poorly about other women, you know, for me to feel good about myself, but how ugly were they? <laughs> <laughs> they were ugly. Got it. And, and, and not, you know, here, here's the thing. I mean, I'm not just talking about physically. I'm talking about everything about them. And I didn't realize th- uh, that until I met you and was just so was just so blown away at how amazing you are, how great you are with people, how much you love people, how generous you are. Like, and now that we're married, sometimes that one ticks me off because, you know, we'll buy flowers for somebody and spend like hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, could we right. have not gotten them like a $10 bouquet from Kroger? I you know? love to give gifts. I, I know, I know. And that and that's awesome. And, that's, and it honestly is, is one of the reasons that I... I think I fell in love with you so quick because I was just like, this is the girl that I have been looking for my entire life. I've found her. Well, that was all a part of a script that I gave him <laughs> prior to this episode. But that is very, that's very sweet. I think, are you out of questions? I'm out of questions. Yep. Not. Okay. Let's jump into our topic for today. And that is red flags that you might be missing. I think when you first start dating someone, it's very exciting and you can be really blinded by infatuation. You can be really blinded by love and just everything that's new about the relationship. And I think that there are things that can easily be just glazed over because you're no longer lonely. You have someone that you're texting. You have someone that you're constantly talking to. You have someone to go on dates with. And I think that along the way, that mentality can cause us to compromise a lot of standards that we might have. And so there are a few red flags that uh, I asked Brent to come up with when looking for uh, a future wife and a few red flags that I came up with when you're dating a guy and who could, you know, potentially be your husband. So why don't you fire those off? You want me to go first to my, my red flags your when, red, li- yep. when dating someone? Yep. So, okay. The first one, and this is specifically when, when you're a guy dating a girl, you know, looking for future, you know, spouse, um, guys, let me just tell you red flag. Number one, is why am I scared? Like, why am I afraid <laughs> somehow I'm in this? No, you're not. You're not in any of these, babe. First red flag is no girlfriends, just a bunch of guy friends. Mm. <laughs> we don't even need to go into detail. I know. It's <laughs> You really don't. You're like, come on. You should know. Like, doesn't get along with other girls, but gets along with the boys just fine. Um... There's a word that that they call that, but I can't say it on this podcast. This is not an explicit podcast. Okay. This is for family. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just... It's just not a good look all around. You know, uh, like, I would say that there's something wrong there. Mm-hmm. If if a girl has a bunch of guy friends and, and almost zero close girlfriends, I think it's important to have good, healthy relationships um of the of the same sex Mm -hmm. you know and And even just to say like oh i just don't get along with other girls well i think that's a huge yeah that's a huge you have no community 
why don't you get along with other girls? Yeah, why? And it's definitely not because they're all jealous of you. Right, yeah, it's not, yeah, it's not, oh, they're all wrong about something. No, it's probably something in you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, red flag, number one, there it is. For sure. You want me to keep going? Keep going, and then I'll... Okay. So, next red flag, I would say, is, and this this is a large one that could encompass a lot, but it's insecurities. Now, let me just go ahead and say that we, I'm pretty sure we all have insecurities, Mm -hmm. but there are some insecurities that drive people so much and are so really a part of their identity and how they think that it comes out in um, bad behavior. It comes out in negative ways. It come you you see it into into conversations and and you see it slip into you know different situations and uh, I you know I'm I'm thinking of of just a couple insecurities like jealousy. Guys, when you're looking for a girl, if she is super jealous of all other women, I would say there's probably a deep rooted insecurity there, mm-hmm. or of she doesn't like the way that she looks. Um, you know, or is just bitter or mean towards other women. Uh, you know, jealousy is an enemy of the heart. Right. And so, you know, I would say that that's, that's a huge insecurity. And I think I love what you said about, about having, having the difference between having insecurities and then allowing insecurities to drive your life. Right. Allowing your insecurities to sit in the driver's seat. There's such a vast difference there. And with jealousy, that manifests itself in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are, if you're dating a girl and she is constantly talking negatively about other women, and I'm not talking about to their face, right? Any girl can get around someone and be fake and say that they love their eyelashes and their eyebrows and their hair, but then like behind closed doors, they're like, well, Everyone thinks she's great, but did you really see how she handled this or how she is? Or did you notice this feature about her that's really ugly? And so when you are with a woman who's constantly speaking negative and has a difficult time elevating other women, that's a big red flag. Yeah. Because that's an insecurity, not just of hers, but then it's going to, in return, it's going to drain you as a man. Yeah. So another insecurity would be always comparing herself to other women. Now, you might be thinking, well, isn't that kind of similar to jealousy? And I think there's a big difference. I think jealousy, I probably see a, in my mind a jealous person talking very negatively about a, a girl talking negatively about other women. Always comparing herself, though, she could compare herself to someone that she looks up to. And maybe they are, they're a great person. Maybe. You know, they're in really good shape. But if you're always comparing yourself, it probably means that you have a very negative view of yourself. Right. And I think that's unhealthy to have a negative view of yourself and to be comparing yourself to everyone around you. Well, if I could just look this way, if I could just have that, if I could just whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, I think that that type of uh, a mentality it is driven from insecurity. Another insecurity I wrote down is, you know, does this girl constantly have to fabricate stories to 
make herself seem more important? Does she mm-hmm. lie about a lot of things? Or is there constant drama? And it's like, yo, this isn't that big of a deal. But there just has to be constant, constant drama going on. You know, is she, is she making up things about her past? Or when you get around other people, does she exaggerate things to make herself seem more important? Right, I'd like, say. like when you started dating her, she worked at the movies. But then when she met your family, she is actually an Academy Award winner. <laughs> right, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and what's what's crazy is that, like, people do this. People will twist and bend things to just seem more important to people. And I think it that's an insecurity, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, does does she have to be the loudest one in the room? I'm going to quote Denzel Washington right now and say the loudest one in the room is the weakest one in the room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think if if you're constantly, like, looking at your girl thinking like, wow, the attention always has to be on her. I don't think that's healthy. I think that's a birth out of insecurity. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. I'm gonna keep going. Uh, here's another red flag guys. Look for this. Is she in constant need of attention? Does she need your attention all the time? Now here's the thing. There's probably some guys listening and they're, they're probably if they're dating a girl, they probably are thinking yes. And I'm not talking about like that she wants to hear from you or just like can you check in? Mm. Like, you know, will you will you like let me know when you get home from work? You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like there is a a crazy need for your attention constantly. Cuz let me just tell you this, guys, that you you cannot give a woman what only God can give her. That's so true. And, you know, a, 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 a person or a relationship cannot fulfill the God-sized hole in all of our hearts. Right. And so if, if she hasn't first fell in love with Jesus, That's it. then I, should you even be dating her? Right. Let's talk about that. Like if she hasn't first fell in love with Jesus and Jesus isn't the the number one person on her heart, then you know what she's going to try to put the number one person on her heart? It's going to it's going to be you. Yeah. It's going to be the guy that she is dating and I I don't you can't prove to me that that is healthy. Yeah. That it's it's healthy for her to have you the number one person in in her life because let me just tell you you will fail. Right. You will fall. There will be moments where you are not a perfect person. But you know who was the perfect person? It was Jesus when he came to earth, lived a sinless life, and died for us on mm. the cross. And so that needs to be her number one relationship and have her utmost attention before entering into a dating relationship with you and getting attention from you. That is so good. It's so hot when you talk like this. Let's let's pause this episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's the preacher coming out right now. All right, last one, and then I'm gonna turn it over to you for some for some wisdom for the girls. Okay, is is guys is the girl that you're talking to the girl that you're dating? Is she someone who is committed to growth? Right. When we do premarital counseling, the last thing that we tell people 
is last but not least. Yes, like it's like all of this was important, but here is the key to all of it is you have to be committed to growth on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Because if she's not committed to growing, growing as a person, growing in her relationships, growing in her relationship with Jesus, if she's not committed to doing that on her own, what makes you think she's going to be committed to it when she enters into a relationship with you? Yeah. And so I would look for someone who is already on a growth journey. Because if they are already on a growth journey, you could probably assume that they're going to continue to grow as a as a person, even when you date them, engage them, marry them, have kids, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. They're going to continue to head down that path. Is that all you got? That's all I got. That is, that's good stuff. Okay. So I actually, I labeled these boys. I gave them, I gave them names. Nice. The first one is doesn't respect your physical boundaries, boy. <laughs> so <laughs> here's the deal. When you are dating a guy and, you know, Brent and I think it's really important to have physical boundaries if you are trying to wait until you're married to have sex. If you're not, not important. But if you are wanting to wait until you're married to have sex, it's important to have physical boundaries. And I think that sometimes guys can cross this line in really seemingly innocent ways. So maybe he, you know, he touches you a way that you don't, that you don't like, but it's kind of a joke or he's like, come on, whatever. That type of behavior, if not checked, will only get worse. Mm. So if he doesn't respect your physical boundaries now, you can guarantee he is not going to respect any other boundaries that you have. And it's going to continue to grow and get worse and become a much bigger problem. So you want a man who will respect the physical boundaries that you have. Mm. It's much bigger than consent. It's more so you have to respect me as a person, not just touching me. But when I say I don't want something, you have to respect that. The second thing, and feel free to chime in on any of these, babe, is, oh my gosh, this one. Okay. Enough to get by, boy. Enough to get by, boy. A guy who only does enough to get by, never goes the extra mile, is not a hard worker. Let me tell you something. When you are dating someone, you, in the moment, it really only looks like, okay, I'm dating this guy and could possibly marry him. You are looking at a man who could be the future father to your children. These are things that you have to think about when you enter into a serious relationship with someone because you cannot make someone not lazy. I, I firmly believe that. Yeah. I think that there are small changes that can be made, but I think that sometimes lazy is engraved in your system just yeah. like being a hard worker is engraved in your system. Right. And that's one of the reasons why I love you so much is because you are such a hard worker. And I truly believe in 2021, finding a man who is a hard worker, who goes above and beyond, who doesn't just do enough to get by is extremely rare. Mm. And you have to have that because, again, when you're dating someone, some of these things can be so glazed over because everything is new, everything is exciting. But when you're in a marriage, marriage is amazing. I mean, Brent and I love, we love our marriage. We have an amazing, um, we have something really special and unique, I think. But you have to realize that marriage is not highs all the time. 
it's a lot of lows. And there are times when Brent and I have gone through something and I thought to myself, I cannot imagine being with anyone else right now. I cannot imagine not being able to look to Brent to be a pillar of strength and says, listen, I know how this is, how it looks, but this is, this is how we're going to respond to it. We're going to respond in strength and through the word of God. And so enough to get by boy, that, that guy's got to go. And that's something that I think can manifest itself in different ways, like not following through with his word. You know, he says he's going to do something and he doesn't do it. Look for those things. Look for those situations. The second one, rage and regret, boy. Rage and regret. So this one is extremely important. You don't want to be with someone who constantly has a lot of high highs and then a lot of low lows. It's extremely important to be with someone who is emotionally healthy. Now, do we have emotions? Do we have arguments? Do we have disagreements? Absolutely. But we don't allow those to run our life. When someone allows their emotions to run their life, listen, when you enter into a relationship, it doesn't minimize your baggage. It magnifies it. That's good. doesn't minimize it. It magnifies it. So it's important to be with someone who is emotionally healthy. When Brent and I got married, I pursued counseling on my own. I didn't constantly look to Brent for every little situation, for everything, because there are things that Brent can't help me with. There are things that can only go so far with Brent. So I pursued counseling on my own. I read books on my own because I, I was, had a lot of wounds mm. in my life that I needed serious healing from. And so... Yeah. And, you know, I think I, I read a great book. I think it was six steps to emotional freedom or something. I, I can't remember the title title. It was something like that. Um, what this book was saying was that every single one of us operate with these three things when it comes to emotions. Okay. Everybody has thoughts, feelings, and then actions. Okay. What I'm thinking today is going to determine how I feel about it tomorrow mm -hmm. and how I act upon it after that. Yeah. So thoughts, feelings, and actions. So if we're talking about, you know, rage boy or whatever you called him. <laughs> rage and regret uh, rage boy. Rage and regret boy, right? That comes from unhealthy thinking. Right. And so, ladies, look for a man who is God honoring in his thoughts and, ha and, the, and, the, and you know, you'll know because you'll, you'll be able to see it in his feelings and his actions. And the, if his thoughts are aligned, it will come out into his, because that's how every single one of us operate. It starts with thoughts, leads to feelings and then actions. Yeah, that's good. And I think ultimately, cause you know, we're running out of time, but I think ultimately at the end of the day, when you are dating someone who could potentially, you're trying to figure out if there's someone who you could spend the rest of your life with, the most important thing is to listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit, follow peace. I always say, you know what a no in your spirit feels like. I know because I've been there. 
I've talked to guys before and I've, it, there's been that strong no in my spirit. So at the end of the day, I think that's the most important thing is to be obedient to the Holy Spirit, number one, and also talk to leaders, mentors, and pastors around you. Talk to your family. Ask yeah, them, listen do you to listen the people around you. to the people around you who have your best interest in mind? Don't listen to your friend who's always getting you into situations where you get your heart broken. Right. Okay. Listen to a pastor or a leader or a family member who has your best interest in mind. That's good. That's all I got. So good. Well, thank you for spending 30 minutes of your day with us. And Brent, thank you for being on thank today. Thank you so much for having me. I it's hope an honor you and a privilege. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's talk, but most importantly, I hope that you learned something new. Stay tuned for episode three. Thanks for listening today. And if you'd like to be notified when a new episode is released, you can subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at Celeste underscore Ely.